Oh, shoot. Um, uh, um, hey, everybody. Uh, <clears throat> hey, welcome to <clears throat> the Tuesday show. <clears throat> I'm James Chen, and the camera's crooked. Holy crap. This is really hurting my OCD right now. That the camera is actually kind of um, slanted a little bit. I need to fix that at some point in time. I'll do that in a little bit. But uh, as you can see here, this is going to be a very short episode today. I <laughs> everybody was busy today. So uh, the Steves are traveling to E League. So they are not, or they have a lot of work to do for E-League, so they got to take care of that. And honestly, the, the slant on the camera is really hurting me. David was not able to make it today. So it is just going to be I. So it is just I today to do the Tuesday show. And uh, so it's going to be a very short episode. I'm not going to be talking about many things. You can see there's only two topics up there. Probably won't do a lot of other stuff. Uh, I do want to talk about a few things. Actually, let me add in a couple of other things here. Let me just add a couple of... Um, uh, uh, stuff in here. There we go. So I'm just going to add a couple of extra things up here. So I'm just going to talk about a few quick things. Like I said, it's probably only just going to be like, um, uh, maybe just, uh, half an hour, 40 some minutes long or whatever like that. So, uh, I'm probably going to actually just do this as a quick stream, then go back to streaming some biking practice and messing with the answer a little bit to find out what that character is about. I was doing on that on twitch.tv slash jchenger. You see what I'm doing? Since I'm here by myself, I'm shamelessly plugging my other stream, twitch.tv slash jchenger. And if you guys want to jump over when I switch back to answer and mess with him a little bit on the Guilty Gear Exert Rev 2 demo, you can follow me over there. But uh, basically, it's just me for today. Uh, but the reason why I'm doing this episode, because there is a couple of topics that I, well, there's one particular topic I really, really, really wanted to talk about. Are you guys getting an echo too? I swear I can hear an echo and I can't figure out why. Hang on a second. I don't know where the echo is coming from. I don't know why there's an echo, but uh, the echo is there right now. So, oh, I know why. Okay. Uh, there. Echo is gone. Blah. There we go. Okay. Okay. All right, let's start all over again. So uh, the reason why I'm streaming this today is because there was definitely a couple of topics that I really, really wanted to talk about. Uh, so I didn't want to skip this episode regardless that no one was around. So I just wanted to, I mean, even if it's just going to be me talking, then that's fine. I'll be able to talk and then uh, just kind of give you guys my opinion on a bunch of things like that. But um, also the other thing that I really wanted to test here today was that um, previously, so I, my, my capture card captures at the highest of 1080i, my video camera output at 1080p, so I had to capture the 1080p and 1080i, there was some craziness, and so you'd always see all this really yucky interlacing uh, on the camera, and everyone's always telling me, James, fix your camera, but I needed a better capture device. However, this weekend over here, uh, this weekend, uh, I was at a DreamHack Austin. I was talking to Spencer Chung, one of the main guys who runs the Tenno production streams. Uh, you guys probably know him. He's probably one of the best stream uh, runners that we have out there. Uh, SEG uses him for pretty much everything that they do. Uh, he actually told me about a feature on um, XSplit that I didn't know about, which was the de-interlace. So let me know, does it look better? Is it less, there's no interlacing anymore? Things actually look a lot better. So there you go. <clears throat> um, okay, so yeah, so today is Solo Chen TV. Solo Chen TV, so it's just gonna be me. Uh, let's talk about a few things real quick. Uh, in particular, let's talk about DreamHack Austin. Uh, the results, which I haven't pulled up yet. Let me get that up here for you guys. Uh, if you guys are wondering why everyone's gone, it's because um, the Steves are doing work for E-League and they're about to travel. I think they have to get ready for E-League. David just has a lot of work and because we're traveling so much this week, we just came back from Austin and then we're literally going back to Texas again this weekend for Texas Showdown. So, um... <clears throat> Uh, no one was able to make it except for me today, so here I am by myself. Th th yeah, exactly. Exactly, Shoto Blanca. I'm the star. 
I'm the star now. It's just me. It's just me. So, uh, oh yeah, that's right. Me and Sejam were at uh, ESL earlier today. Yeah. Totally happened. I think everybody missed the... Dude, the camera's crooked and it's driving me nuts. You don't understand. Okay. All right. You know what, Very Wolf? I, I feel you. Hang on a second, guys. I actually, you know what? I can keep talking while I fix this at the same time. So... But yes, this is definitely driving me crazy. It is driving my OCD nuts, and I have to fix it. Otherwise, I will probably go crazy staring at my TV, seeing it crooked like that. Okay, it's a little better. It's a little better. I always forget if I take off the headset. That doesn't necessarily mean I can't talk anymore. Okay. All right. So let's go ahead and talk about some stuff. Uh, let's talk about DreamHack Austin. Uh, I definitely want to talk about a few things uh, about the results here. Uh, but obviously, if you guys saw it, it was pretty crazy. Lots of great players at this event once again. Uh, these premier events are all going to be stacked. With no auto qualifiers, everybody's going to be um, going to every one of these premieres to get on as many points as possible. Because a lot of people actually don't even know how many points you'll probably need to auto qualify. Uh, or, or just to be safe. A lot of people are saying around 500 points according to calculations made based on last year's events results. They said maybe around 480 points, but that was also when people qualified, they stopped going to events. So they might have been earning more event, more points and such like that. So it's uh, not necessarily safe. So people are going to be going to a lot of these events, including DreamHack Austin. Lots of great players here. If I just go through the results and hang on a second, I'm going to split myself in two, I think. Let's see here. Let me do this really quick and uh, get this set up here. Whoops. A YouTube video started playing, if you're wondering what that was. So let's go to results. I'm going to be split in two. Oh, no, actually, that didn't turn out so bad. Okay. Uh, let me go to this window capture here. And sorry, guys. This is even going to be harder to do as I am literally by myself. So let's see. Uh, which one? There it is. There we go. <coughs> okay. DreamHack Austin results. Let's take a look at this, shall we? Um, uh, why is this not uh, adjusting in here? Oh, there we go. Uh, okay, DreamHack Austin results here. So we see here, and again, this was a completely stacked tournament here. We have in 13th place, Yukadon, who of course was a uh, top finisher at EVO last year. Momochi at ninth place. CJ Truth, who put Punk into loser's bracket with his cami. So very strong play from CJ Truth in ninth place. Oh, dude, I just skipped 13th. So it's Udeal, Yukadon, uh, K-Brad in 13th, LPN in 13th. And LPN has been playing really well recently. He was in top 8 at NCR, top 13 here. So definitely stepping it up. Shoutouts to him. Daigo Umahara in 13th place. Really trying to come together with his guile. Uh, still a little bit of problems. I heard he got blown up by K-Brad. Um, and I heard he got blown up by Punk as well. <clears throat> um, ninth place, Dogra uh, with Yurian, uh, Momochi with Ken, CJ Truth, as I said, was the only person who defeated Punk, put him to losers, and he's playing really, really well, and I know he's dedicating a lot of work and effort into being one of the top Street Fighter Five players. And Ricky Ortiz in ninth place, so he, despite the fact that her character had been nerfed, a lot of people were saying that... Uh, Ricky wasn't going to do as well anymore because the character is nerfed. Here she is in, 13, in ninth place using that character. But let's go to the top eight here uh, really quick here. So if you look at the top eight, seventh place, Snake Eyes. So really happy for Snake Eyes, another one of those players that people kind of started, you know, losing faith in. They were like, oh, he's washed up. He doesn't have his green hand, EX green hand. Doesn't have Zangief, so not going to be very good. But here he is in seventh place. Shows you that he's still capable. Goichi, never ashamed to switch to top-tier characters. Going with Ibuki now, getting very far. Alex Myers has been playing super well. But unfortunately for Alex Myers and for Justin Wong. So Justin Wong, um, who put Knuckle Dew in the loser's bracket. A lot of people calling Justin washed up, at, washed up after his E-League performance and such. But as you can see right here, did really well. Both him and Alex Myers got into fifth place. Unfortunately... They did so by getting to top eight in winner's bracket and then losing two in a row. 
Very unfortunate, not a great way to do top eight. In fact, it definitely feels more like you lost than you won in a lot of ways, but they both got 130 points for the Capcom Pro Tour, so they're super happy. Uh, dude did not place very high. He actually uh, was eliminated pretty early on. Um, fourth place, Phenom, very good player from Europe. You can still see here, but like outside of, well, okay, uh, Phenom, yeah, doing really, really well here with his Nikali. Nikali, one of those characters that I feel like everybody has started sleeping on here. Uh, third place, Razor Sien with Fong and Abuki, and he only used Fong one time. That's how dominant Punk is. So Sien has looked like pretty much the most unbeatable player for uh, a little bit now. Since final round, it was just like, holy crap, this guy is super good. But, um, dude, the way that Punk dismantled him in a 3-0, making him even switch to Fong and getting bodied super, super badly, even with Fong, was, was something else, let me tell you. Just kind of shows you that Punk is a crazy, crazy player now. Yeah, and some people in the chat were saying are saying that CN versus Punk was just crazy because, like, the fact that Punk dispatched him so handily was nuts, dude. That was so crazy. Um, yeah, and my right arm. So I should just be doing stuff like, like I should be doing stuff like, like doing some sort of plays like, like it. What, what, what do you, no, this, this way, there we go. Hey, what's up, Han? Hey, what's going on? Hey, hey, yeah, what's going on? Hey, how you feeling right now? Yeah, good, good, okay, cool. Hey, well, you know what, I've got the show to do, so, you know, uh, I, I'm gonna appreciate it if you didn't distract me anymore. All right, peace out, peace out. Okay, um, but yeah, that was pretty crazy to me, that dismantling right there. So, um, also, uh, second place, Graft Haitani. Uh, Haitani looking super strong, and he played really well. And the fact that he did beat Cien in winner's finals to send him to the winner's finals bracket was very, very impressive. But the story is punk, right? The story is punk. Punk is the story right now. And on stream, on commentary for top eight, after the whole thing was done, you know, I made the comment that I was like, is U.S. the best in Street Fighter V right now? Does U.S. rule Street Fighter V? And, you know, you know, I didn't mean it as like the whole entire country. I just meant it as like the, the one guy um, is doing super well. And, and honestly, Punk is the best. And even though Knuckle Dude didn't do particularly well here at this tournament today, uh, this last weekend, it's hard to argue that he's one of the best. And yeah, we had a lot of Japanese players make it in here, right? I mean, we had Dogura in here, Daigo Umahara was here, Momochi was in here. They were all here, but uh, top four, uh, top in top eight, four of the players were from U.S. And uh, I think that's pretty impressive. That's not to say that U.S. is the best country, though. That's the one thing that I kind of wanted to clarify uh, from my commentary was I didn't mean U.S. was like dominant and like ha ha you know and stuff like that. Uh, I just meant that the, the U.S. is the best in Street Fighter V now because uh, the, just happens that the best player comes from there. So there you go. Um, uh, right now I just don't think it can be disputed that Punk is the best. The way that he dismantled everybody. Magneto 1080p he lost one game in one game against. From there up until grand finals, he only lost one game to Justin Wong. He only lost one game to Justin Wong's Chun-Li, but outside of that, he was 0-2, I'm sorry, I should say he was 2-0, and he was 3-0 against everybody else until finally grand finals where Haitani, in two sets, was able to take two games. I think Punk is just ridiculous right now. And I think, without question, he is the best player. Uh, at NCR, uh, Fudo said that he thought Punk was the best player after he played him. Uh, what, what makes him so good? I mean, to be honest with you, I just, he, the kid has reactions for days and he's so attuned to the game. And, you know, a lot of people talk about with punishing and all these videos are floating around of him with punishing people. And, you know, there's some people saying, like, see, you can whiff punish in this game. Then there's other people like, man, it must be nice to have an 18-year-old kid's reaction. And then there is a lot of people saying, well, Karen is good at whiff punishing because she moves forward, like on her stand heavy kick, on her stand heavy punch, where she slaps the opponent like that. And so, of course, it's easy to whiff punish with Karen, but, like, with other characters, nah. And then some people are like, no, that, you know, there's all this conversation about whiff punishing right now. So one of the things that I wanted to talk about was, 
uh, it's I, I don't I don't even know if everybody has it right. Uh, I don't know if any of that is correct. To be honest with you, I just feel like that it's not even necessarily Punk's reaction. In fact, someone was even saying that like when they threw out Heavy Punch with Laura, that he would run into it a lot. It's not that he's reacting to the buttons and with punishing to them, with punishing them, is that he's anticipating the buttons because he's baiting you to hit the buttons. He is so good at controlling distance from his opponent that he'll walk into the opponent's maximum button range and then walk right out because he's baiting you to hit that button. And as soon as you hit that button, he just has the response all ready to go. I don't think it's 18-year-old reaction, although that doesn't hurt because the way that he hit confirms off of crouch medium kick is definitely a higher reaction than most people. But I still feel like his whiff punish largely just comes from the fact that he is baiting the opponent. You'll see him walk into range and walk out of ranges a lot. When he was beating Sien's uh, V-skill, he would get into V-skill range, then backdash and, just, and sweep the V-skill, or he would stand right outside... Like, you can see him a lot. He is the master at walking back. You'll see him poke, poke, and then take a step back, and then you'll see Ibuki do her V-skill, and immediately he racks with his own V-skill and hits it. It's, it's really, really crazy, and I, and I think that, you know, it just shows not that it's Karen, not that it's, um, not that, you know, uh, Fung's down towards heavy punches really slow, all these things like that, it's not because Punk is young. I think it's just because Punk is manipulating the footsies and the spacing better than everyone else. I really honestly think that is the reason why Punk can whiff punish things so well, is that he's so good at knowing what block strings that he does puts him at what range. A lot of people I don't think study this enough. I'm not saying that the other top players don't, 100% they do. But I think Punk just has a mastery over it that nobody else does. That's why he's able to whiff punish moves. And I wish, you know, I could have a nice little debate with everybody else here. Uh, let me switch to the main cam. I wish I could have a nice debate, you know, talk about this conversation, fill it out with uh, David and Steve and Steve. They're all busy today. So I am here by myself doing the Tuesday show. It's going to be a very short Tuesday show. Uh, but that is definitely uh, kind of what I wanted to talk about uh, that particular about Punk's play, why he can whiff punish, because I really feel like he just has a great understanding of it. Watch him, watch back some of those matches from DreamHack Austin and see how often, right before he whiff punishes someone, he walks backwards. Like I, I need to go back and watch it myself to to make sure of that. But I, I, from what I remember seeing live at the time, I remember a lot of people would walk backwards. Like, he would walk backwards and then with punish because they were doing the replays there. And shout-outs once again to Tenno Productions for the quick replays and the awesome replays. But as I was watching the replays and able to, to, to notice the with punishes a little more, also, High Fight on Twitter, you should follow him. Uh, I think it's a pun on Highlight. I think that's what it is, but it's, um, it's H-I-F-I-G-H-T-H, I believe. I think that's what he is. Um... Actually, it might just be high fight. Then never mind. Let's see here. No, that isn't here. Shoot. What is what is his Twitter? What is that Twitter? Um, shoot. I forgot his Twitter, and I am really ashamed of myself right now. It's not just raw high fight. It's oh, there it is. It's high fight th. That's what it is. Okay, so it's twitter.com slash high fight dot. High fight TH is what it is. Let's see. Did I type that right? Yes. Okay. So let's do this. I'm going to type it in the chat right now. There you go. It's high fight TH. That is the Twitter right there. And in fact, I'll, uh, you guys should follow him because he always puts up highlights. I retweet him all the time. So, um, but the thing is, I was watching a lot of the, the highlights and the, the, the clips that he was capturing. And I could actually see Punk walking backwards a lot of the times when he right before he did the whiff punish. And I think that's a crucial thing. Now, a lot of the top players out there are going to be saying, like, James, we all do that. We all do that. Yes, I do believe a lot of people do that, but I feel like Punk just does it better than anyone else. And that's why it's, it's really, really crazy uh, that he can whiff punish so many things. I don't think it's just reaction whiff punish. It's definitely anticipation. And uh, definitely, he had. Uh, it was. I think it was Eli 
who was saying that when he played some uh, casual matches with Punk, he would do towards heavy punch uh, with uh, Laura, and Punk would actually just kind of walk into it a lot of times because he was expecting shorter range buttons from Laura instead of this big, laggy, forward-moving move. So, not sure, not sure, but um, <clears throat> it's kind of how I feel about it. So, um, But yeah, how can he know all of them? How can he know all the spacing? Who knows what he's doing in his spare time in the training mode, but then also at the same time, uh, he might not know all of them. And then at the same time, he plays so much online. He plays so much online. So uh, what do I think about the suggestions? Some have that because the U.S. is so dominant, that must mean the game is bad. Nah, it's not true. That's, that's, that's completely false. That's completely false. It's not... U.S. can't only dominate in bad games. MVC2 is a fine game. MVC3 is a fine game. Dude, like, they're, they're not bad games at all, right? And they were dominant in those games as well. This just, I mean, honestly, it's just, David has talked about this a lot, too. It's just that the pool of players is so much larger that you're just going to have the best players coming out now. And so everybody is super good at this game. The way that I always say it is, why is China and Russia and the U.S. always so good at the Olympics? Why are they winning the Olympics so much? It's because they have a gigantic pool of human beings in, in, in their countries. They have just, their countries are gigantic. So it's going to be easy for them to happen to find like, okay, like here, oh my God, we have this team of eight amazing gymnasts, right? Whereas if you go to like another one of the other countries, they just got this tiny little country. They don't have as many people. So it's going to be harder for them to gather a team of eight gymnasts to dominate a bunch of things. Right. So as a result, you know, um, same thing with fighting games, because they're more popular, because more people are playing. Uh, there is just such a giant pool of players and we're all getting better now. And because of the simultaneous release of Street Fighter V across the globe, no area has had really much of an advantage. Right now, it just so happens that Punk is the best, but I don't even think US is the best at the game. It's just Punk. Punk is the best at the game. Second best player might even be Sien, might be Haitani, you know, might be Phenom. None of these guys are US players. Might be Knuckle Doo, he is a US player, right? But it just so happens that the best player right now is Punk, and there he is. He's one of the best, so there you go. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay, let's not, yeah, definitely with Olympics and everything, there's all sorts of, um, there's all sorts of stupid, like, uh, things, like, doping, whatever, but that's not the point, that's not the point. In any case, uh, that's kind of how I feel about that situation right now, so uh, I just really want to talk a little bit about Punk, about how he's the best, how I think that he is the best in the world right now. Not that necessarily U.S. is the best, and also talk about why I think uh, the whiff punishing from him is so good. Uh, the last, the, the next thing I really wanted to talk about here was um, something else happened at DreamHack. Uh, I don't have the results for all the other events. I'm not too worried about that right now. But something else happened at DreamHack that I really want to talk about. Yeah, and Japan's not even bad at Street Fighter. <laughs> Japan's amazing at Street Fighter Five right now. I don't know what people are thinking about that so um but let's talk about this and if you guys are just tuning in you're wondering what the hell is going on why am i here by myself where's everybody else uh the steves are doing work for e-league i believe they're traveling to atlanta right now or at least they have to pack uh david has a lot of work to do between dreamhack austin and texas showdown he wasn't able to make it here because he's a lot of work to catch up on so here i am it is the Solo Chen show. It is not the Ultra Chen TV show. It is just the Solo Chen TV show today. So, um, let's talk about... <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm glad Spike noticed the, the sad Dan hand right here. But um, let's talk a little about playing right. Because this came up, right? And you know what? All four of us agree on this. There's no question about this. And I'm sure most people agree on this, but I just want to say this. So Hungrybox won DreamHack Austin. And the way he did it was playing Jigglypuff as he normally likes to do. But the thing about it is a lot of people hate the way that he plays Jigglypuff because he's 
turtly, he's boring, he runs away, he timer scams, he does all this other stuff and everything, and literally someone wrote an article, which was more like a blog post, like completely yelling at him. And then Hungrybox also posted up some DMs that he got, some messages, some tweets and things like that, people telling him that he's ruining the game, that he should die or whatever like that. I don't think it was, I don't think anyone said that he should die, but still, like, it's, it's crazy. Here, let me see if I can find that tweet, actually. I want to see if I can uh, find this here. Hungry box here. Yeah, here we go. Liquid H box. Let's see if I have these tweets from him over here. Someone said to him, just watch the highlights for Austin. Can you just not be such a effing slur Dude, you know what? Fuck this. Can you just not be such a fucking poofter shithead running out the clock because you can't avoid being wobbled by ice climbers on fucking stadium as Puff in game five of grand finals? You are the fucking reason why people don't want to watch this shit, right? Someone else said him, seriously, that was some fucking lame ass shit. And then the last one is, at being the biggest, this slur I will not say, to ever hold a controller, honestly, you are a fat fuck and insults to his you know, friends and family, you know, uh, all these other things. Like, these are what people are saying, the hungry box. And someone wrote this big old article that are, like, yelling at him and everything like that. And it's just like, come on, guys. Like, okay, look, I'm just going to say this right now, okay? This is my number one statement on this whole thing. So to summarize again, People think he's ruining the sanctity of Melee by playing slow, by playing boring, by playing whatever, etc, etc, etc. If an, if a player, and this is my statement on this, if there is a player who can win by using a method that you think is antithetical to the game, that is not the fault of the player, that is the fault of the game, okay? That is all you need to know. That is all you need to know. It is not the fault of the player, it is a fault of the game. It's in the game, someone is taking advantage of it, that's the problem right there. If you think hockey is slow, if someone is playing the game slow, the fault is not with the players that are playing slow. It's a fault with the rules of the game. They took away a couple of the blue lines or the red lines from hockey or whatever. It sped the game up. When that one basketball player, I think it was Oscar Roberts or somebody, it was one of the players, was just started to turtle in the middle and block all the shots and stuff like that. That wasn't the fault of him for trying to ruin the game of basketball. When before there was a shot clock, there wasn't the fault of the players that just kept passing it around. That was a fault of the game. So you have to change the rules of the game if you don't like that result. If there's no way to change the rules and you can't ban Jigglypuff, then that's too bad. Then he's playing the game right and he's winning the way that he's supposed to win. You cannot get mad at players for taking advantage of a game the way the game is made. That's just how it works. So, if you think the way he plays is boring, then try to come up with a rule that would nerf that, right? And if you can't, you can't. The hardest part is that the game, Smash Brothers Melee is such a game where already the players have had so much control over it that they can tweak the rules how they want, right? So, as a result, they just think that they can make the game play how they want it to. The joy of a game, the joy of any competitive game is being able to take advantage of the game in ways that it might not necessarily be meant to be taken advantage of. When Shaq was super dominant, it was because he just happened to be the seven foot monstrosity who was super fast and super strong. Like, and they tried to change the rules, right? They, like, used to, and then he had bad free throws. So they started hacking Shaq. So they had to put in rules to go anti-hack Shaq. You can't get mad at Greg Popovich for hacking Shaq. That's just part of the game, right? When LeBron James in the game, and he just happens to be the biggest, giant, most fastest, 
human specimen, human anomaly ever, he's gonna dunk over everybody. That's just what you have to deal with, right? That's like, you don't yell at LeBron for being a, a freak of human nature. You're just like, well, he's the best and that's the way it goes. So what I just, the thing that I wanna say is there's no such thing as playing a game right except for playing it to win in a competitive environment. If you're playing with your friends, and you're playing at home and you guys want to ban Jigglypuff because she's boring, more power to you. But you cannot get mad at a player like Hungrybox for playing the character a way that is perfectly legal in the game and that wins and that is a successful strategy. I'm sorry, if you are ever upset at the way that a character can be played in a fighting game, you blame the game, you do not blame the human. It is never the person's fault. They are just taking advantage of what they are allowed to do. So that is all I want to say on that. That is my stand standpoint on that. That's all I want to say on that situation. So if you're going to sit there and yell at people for playing lame or whatever like that, the answer really is just get good, right? I mean, that's just the way it is. Or figure out a way to change the game. And if you can't change the game, then you just learn to live with it. And if you think it sucks, and all of a sudden there are 900 Jigglypuffs turtling everybody and winning every Smash Melee tournament, maybe it's time to start playing, stop playing Melee. However, it's not happening. Hungrybox is the only Jigglypuff that seems to be winning, right? So it's not broken. It's not like a problem. It's just there's this one guy who's super good at it, and you should congratulate him for being able to play that way, for being able to have amazing footsies, for being able to have amazing spacing, for being such a strong player and a patient enough of a player to be able to achieve the success that he has with that character, with that style. That is why he is personally probably my favorite Smash player because I love watching him play. It's why I was so ecstatic when he won EVO. Uh, I love watching him play. I think it's awesome. And I think he brings something to the game that's so different than everybody else. So there you go. Uh, yeah, and that's footsies. He plays footsies in Smash with Jigglypuff extremely well. Like, don't, don't even laugh about that. He 100% is playing amazing footsies in Smash. So, okay. That was my rant on that. Again, today is going to be a short episode because no one was able to make it. Everyone was busy. I'm the only one here. So I'm just going to go through these top last couple of topics. They're not even going to be much longer. But then after this episode is done, so I'll probably finish maybe probably about like 8.45 or maybe even like 8.50 or whatever like that. And then uh, I'll probably switch over to playing a little bit more of the Guilty Gear Rev 2 demo uh, on twitch.tv slash jchenzor. I'll host that there, so you know if you guys just want to come and hang out with me, ask questions while I test out uh, answer and like check out some of the changes and stuff like that. And you can see the demo, so you can see why <laughs> Guilty Gear Rev 2. You should not like if you have PlayStation Plus and you haven't downloaded it right now, you are making a mistake. And you know what? I'm already talking about this topic. That's basically what I wanted to say. I just got a chance to try it. The Rev 2 demo is out for all PlayStation Plus subscribers. It is free uh, for PlayStation Plus subscribers. It has all the characters in it, has training mode in it. The only thing it doesn't have is online. It's like a full game. You basically can get the game for free. Full, like the full game for free. It will go away once the real game drops. But like if you have PlayStation Plus and you're watching, especially if you're watching this show right now, if you're watching this show and you like fighting games enough to watch our show, and you have PlayStation Plus, and you don't have Guilty Gear Rev 2, you are fucking up, okay? I'm just going to say it since I've been swearing already. So you are totally messing up. Like, go and grab this game, and if you want to watch me mess with the demo a little bit later on, I'll show you guys uh, who are not familiar with the game why the game is so fantastic so far. Um, but it is free right now. Uh, I know some people haven't been able to find it on the PlayStation 4 store by searching a lot of people have tweeted the link. The best way to get it right now is to find those links that people have tweeted, find it on the web page, and then click download to PS4 on the web page after you purchase it and add it to your cart and stuff like that. So um, that's the that's the best way to get it right now. I don't know if you can find it on the store right now, but you definitely need to get your hands on this game because there's just a lot of it's it's like the whole game. You just basically have the whole game. And like I said, it will go away, 
once the actual thing drops. So if you enjoy it and you're like, oh man, I really want to keep playing it, then buy the game. And of course, there's a lot of great deals right now on Steam and on PlayStation 4 that you can buy Rev 1 right now for cheap and the upgrade will only be for $20, I believe they revealed. I think they actually gave the price. So the full product is $40, the upgrade is $20. So if you have Rev 1, you can upgrade to Rev 2 for $20, $20. Did I do that right? Yes, $20. And so um, if you can find it for less than $20, if you can find Rev 1 for less than $20 right now, you could buy that game, upgrade to Rev 2, for less than the full price of Rev 2. So there you go. And Eli Hendricks in the stream chat right now just put a link to the demo. So definitely uh, get it. If you don't like Guilty Gear, if you just legit just don't like Guilty Gear, that's fine. That's fine. You don't have to download the demo. GTO Cure is absolutely right. I'm not going to force you if it is something that you have tried before. But my comment is more towards if you have never tried Guilty Gear, if you have preconceived notions about Guilty Gear without ever having touched the game, you owe it to yourself to download the demo and try it out. And just get yourself an actual first-hand experienced opinion on whether or not you enjoy the game. The tutorials are all in the game, the training is all in the game, all the mission stuff is all in this demo, so there's a lot of stuff to explore even on this demo. So if you haven't actually given it a shot and you're just playing this game, you don't play the game because, ew, it's anime, um, I have no idea what's going on when I watch it, give it a shot. Try it out. See how it looks. See how it looks and, and play it and have fun. Um, there was one more thing I wanted to say about it, although maybe it was just uh, how to get it and stuff like that. I think that's all I really wanted to say about it. But uh, I have messed with Biken. I messed with Biken right before I started this show. God, it felt so good to be able to use her again. Like, every time I get back to the characters that I'm really familiar with, it just feels so awesome to use those characters. It just makes me happy, dude. It just makes me super happy. In any case, that's the Guilty Gear Rev 2 demo. Uh, the last thing that I really wanted to talk about today, uh, I'm not actually going to go to break, but I'm going to switch over to the break slides over here. Uh, Texas Showdown is coming up this weekend. Um, th this is going to be taking place in Houston, Texas, so David and I will be flying back to Texas. We just came there, came from there, from Austin, but we're going to be going back uh, for to Houston this time, and we are going to be participating at Texas Showdown. We are going to be doing commentary there for those guys. Again, Texas Showdown was one of the greatest uh, tournaments in the country at one point in time. It was Evo was the West Coast tournament. The Northeaster, the North tournament, Midwest tournament was um, was um, Midwest Championships (MWC). The East Coast tournament was ECC (East Coast Championships), and then Texas Showdown was in Texas. Uh, once the Dark Ages of fighting games came out, Texas Showdown kind of fell off a little bit. It got put under the management of other people there was a couple of really bad years for it but the original TOs of the old Texas showdowns Javi and Chris Cho have taken back over again and the last couple of years they have done a really really good job of making uh, this event really really great again and so um, if you guys have a chance please check it out it is going to be streamed on level up live um, it is a ranking event. It is also, if you guys go back to the slide here, if you see this, it is also uh, part of the Red Bull, I mean, they're supported by the Red Bull Proving Grounds. It is a KR World Cup stop. It is also, um, oh, what was the other slide? I think there was one more thing there. Uh, okay, no. Yeah, so it is a ranking event of the Capcom Pro Tour. So you should definitely check that out. Um, also, there is, thanks to our man on the chat, our man in the chat, uh, GTO Akira, uh, the Coliseum is in Europe this weekend as well. Uh, let me see if I can get to this really quick. Uh, let me see if I can um, get the stream information on this. Uh, there will be E-League this week. So in Rome, Italy... 
is going to be the Coliseum event. I do not have the stream information here. Maybe somebody else can let me know uh, where that is. But there's also going to be an event called Fighter Spirit in Asia. And I do not know the, uh, the um, streams for those either. But uh, E-League is also this weekend on, on Friday. So there's a lot of great things here. Texas Showdown is going to be starting on Friday. There's going to be a lot of fun games over there. As I mentioned, David and I will be there. So you definitely want to check that out. That is going to be on Level Up Live uh, twitch.tv slash level up live. The group C of E-League will be going on on Friday, so you definitely want to check that out as well. And then, as I said, the Colosseum in Rome, Italy, and then Fighting Spirit in Asia. So there you go. So uh, uh, according to Nam Young in the chat, the Fighting Spirit is going to be taking place in Incheon, Korea. The stream is on twitch.tv slash team underscore spirit zero. Uh, oh, I don't know if there's going to be Vampire Savior at Texas Showdown, but uh, I definitely want to see that. Um, uh, how do I feel about MVCI? I'm excited for it. I think the game looks really cool so far. I'm not even worried about the graphics at all. I know a lot of people are concerned about the graphics. Whatever. So if the game gets fun, you don't care, right? It's going to be super fun. It's going to be super fun. So... Um, <laughs> Uh, and Texas Showdown, according to Blue561, also is a part of the Curly Circuit, as well as part of the Burst League. Uh, the Curly Circuit, of course, is the uh, UMBC League, UMBC3 League, that is run largely by the UMBC players like Yipes and Persia and Bear UNLV and Kinder Party, etc., etc. Burst League is something that... Um, that Bear UNLV has also been running that includes Guilty Gear and KOF to get like point. I believe it's KOF. I believe it's KOF. In any case, um, there you go. That's the stuff that's happening this weekend. You definitely want to tune in to all of that stuff. A lot of fun fighting game action coming up this weekend, but definitely uh, check out um, Level Up Live for Texas Showdown because we'll be there. So I'm just being biased. It will be a Level Up Live production, so it'll be streamed on twitch.tv slash Level Up Live. Should be a lot of fun. I know, like Justin Wong, I know a lot of other players are going there, so there you go. Um, you guys just tuned in. Yes, it is a, it is a, an ultra, it is a Tuesday show light today. Um, the Steves were not able to make it. Uh, David was not able to make it, so I was just kind of here doing my own rants by myself. Everyone is busy today. But I wanted to make sure we had a show today because uh, earlier today, Sejam and I at the ESL Studios Live mentioned that, you know, the Tuesday show was on today. So I just wanted to make sure if you came here from ESL that you would see the Tuesday show is definitely going up right now. So uh, there you go. Um, yeah, the celebrity thing was last week. I didn't actually get to see that, but I think it was a foregone conclusion that Lupe was going to win. But man, am I jealous that Tasty Steve got to get put on Shaq's shoulders, dude. I was just like, man, dude, he got to like hang out with Shaq and coach Shaq and do all these things. I think that's like super, super cool. Um, super jealous of that. Super jealous of all the Echo Fox guys being able to meet Rick Fox and stuff like that. Man, I, dude, I'm in the AJ promised me some point in time. Hopefully I'll be able to meet Rick Fox and I think that will be super, super cool. So... Um, but yeah, again, this is just a short show. Uh, I don't really have anything else to talk about unless anybody in the chat has any questions. I'm willing to go along for another 15 minutes just to continue talking about things uh, if you guys have any questions or anything like that. If not, I'll probably uh, go ahead and end the stream. But like I said, before you guys go anywhere, don't go away just yet, um, I will probably switch over and mess with the answer uh, on the Guilty Gear Rev demo on my personal Twitch, which is twitch.tv slash jchenzor. I might mess with Answer just for uh, like an hour or so. Then maybe go grab something to eat. And then maybe I might do some Zelda later on in that as well. So uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I do think Skullgirls is a super cool game, Eli Hendricks. And if you want to talk to me, use at jchenzor because I'm staring at it from an a at jchenzor uh, chat. Uh, so I may do some more Zelda later tonight. I don't know. Um, but, uh, I, I like Skullgirls a lot. Um, unfortunately I just never was able to dedicate a lot of time to it. I was never really able to get into it. I definitely have like some concerns about the game. I have some issues about the game. Uh, but to be fair, 
I have issues with every game. <laughs> the, if you can show me a fighting game where I have no issues with it, then you will show me a fighting game that does not exist, okay? So that's just the way it works. So, um, but again, on twitch.tv slash jchenzo, I'm going to mess with the answer for just a little bit, see what he's kind of about, and then, like I said, I'll probably uh, do that for maybe like uh, an hour or so just to see how he plays, see what he's capable of, just to get a small idea of him. Then I'll probably grab something to eat and I may come back and either play some Breath of the Wild or I might play some Puyo Puyo Tetris or something like that. Um, I have been practicing uh, four wides in Tetris for sure. So um, that's going to be interesting. So, uh, What do I think of the FGC integrating into DreamHack? Did the Austin event do it well? Okay, that's a great question. I want to talk about this. I want to talk about this actually, Pendantic. I'm really glad you brought it up because I didn't think about it, but yes, this is absolutely a topic that I want to talk about. A lot of people actually I know that I was very, very much against the fighting game community integrating with um, uh, MLG a long time ago. I was very anti-MLG and I was like, no, I do not want MLG to have fighting games in there. I want to be separate. You know, to hell with esports, all the F esports, whatever, all this stuff like that. And now here I am, I'm at DreamHack Austin, and I'm doing commentary there. And I'm going to tell you this, the event was awesome. It was ran super well. The fighting game event there was super cool. They let Jabaley do everything that he wanted to do. They just like, Jabaley, run whatever you do, what you normally do. They ran on time. We got to finish early on Sunday, so we got to party on Sunday afterwards and everything like that. And it was really great. So people are going to ask me, James, why did you change? Why did you turn around? Have you become esports? Is it because they're paying you now and all of a sudden money talks and everything like that? The answer is no. The answer is no. I'll tell you the difference between the situation now and the situation back then. The reason why I'm okay with it now, the reason why I think it was great, the reason why I'm, I'm super happy to integrate with DreamHack, and I will tell you this, I felt like the fighting game section at DreamHack was the most packed. I felt like there was the most audience people watching over there. Like I would go and watch, stare at some of the other games that had the bigger stadiums and stuff like that, and I felt like the, the seats were a little more empty than they were at the fighting game events. So the fighting game events were really hype and everything like that. The reason why I'm okay with integrating with events like DreamHack now is because if DreamHack came back and said, you know what, fighting game community? Screw you guys. I don't want you anymore. You're done. You're kicked out of DreamHack. Then the FGC says, okay, I guess we'll go back to the Mandalay Bay then. You know, it's like... Uh, we're on ESPN. We made it to the Mandalay Bay with Evo. We made it to ESPN with Capcom Cup. We've already established ourselves as a thing. We aren't reliant on anybody. We have our own. We've made it there ourselves grassroots, right? So if in the MLG situation, if they came and said, here's a bunch of money and here's all this production value and then we left because they kicked us out, because they didn't need us anymore, then the FGC would see this bump and then this huge drop and things would kind of suck, right? So, but in this situation here, if DreamHack was like, we don't want you anymore, FGC, we'd be like, okay, we'll just keep running Capcom Cup. We'll just keep running KI World Cup. We'll just keep running our own Curly Circuit. We'll just keep running our own Burst League. We'll just keep going to Mandalay Bay at the, at, you know, the, the, the stadium for EVO. It's fine. And in fact, I feel like DreamHack benefits more by putting fighting games into their event than the fighting games benefit from DreamHack. There is the other big difference, right? I'm not saying that DreamHack is crappy or whatever, but I feel like DreamHack was a cooler experience having the FGC there because the crowds were there. They were loud. There was a lot of people watching. The Smash audience was gigantic. They were cheering. They were going crazy. It creates for a cool environment. So at this point, I honestly do feel like the FGC benefits these events more than these events benefit the FGC. Back in the MLG days, this was completely backwards. That's co it was completely backwards, right? MLG would have benefited the FGC way more than the FGC would have benefited MLG. That's why I didn't want that union. It sounds weird, 
But that's why I didn't want that union because I didn't want to gain this false benefit. I didn't want to have like this random benefactor give you a thousand dollars and then disappear for the rest of your life. I wanted to get there on our own. And I feel like we are there now. And I feel like we have reached to a point where we can do all this stuff on our own. So now when we go to other events, we help them as much as they help us. It's an equal relationship here. And that's really important. They provide us with an awesome venue. DreamHack was super cool. If you guys didn't see it on Saturday, I did a live stream uh, with IRL TV on, again, shameless plug, twitch.tv slash jchenzor. I showed the venue there. The venue there was super sick. It was super cool. Really nice event. Really well-run event. So, you know, they gave us a great venue, a great event. But then at the same time, the FTC brings a little hype to that. So I just feel like um, this is what makes it really cool. I like the fact that they benefit each other. And that's the relationship that I want. If you have a one-sided relationship, it's not working. Because then you have to listen to the side that gives you the benefit, right? We would have just basically had to sit there and do everything MLG told us to do. But we're at a point right now where DreamHack's like, you know what, we're gonna run FTC, Jabali, come help us. You know what, run it however you run an FTC event because obviously you guys know what you're doing and you can do everything your own way. And that's what they did and it was great. It was great. And so that is why I am okay with DreamHack and FGC being combined together. In fact, I think it's a beautiful union. I think it's great. I absolutely 100% respect everything about DreamHack and I think that they're doing an awesome job. The event was super cool. So shout outs to DreamHack, absolutely. And shout outs to them for letting us come to their event. Yes, I don't wanna make it sound like FTC you know, helped DreamHack. I do not wanna make it sound like that. I know what I said earlier, can definitely make it sound that way to clarify. DreamHack definitely benefited us. We definitely benefited DreamHack. That's the kind of relationship I like, and I, I thought it was really, really, really cool. I thought it was a really great event. I thought it was a lot of fun. So, um, Yeah, there has been Street Fighter at DreamHack before. Yeah, DreamHack Sweden, DreamHack. It was there last year, uh, DreamHack Austin as well. So there you go. This is not the first time they've done it. So, yeah, absolutely. So. Um, to so many good fighting games coming out. Is there any other questions that uh, anybody wants to ask? Again, that would be at Jay Chenzor in the chat. Uh, people want me to dab again. Um, I don't want to do that again. Otherwise, I will make Chris Seglia angry. I don't want to make Chris Seglia angry. <laughs> so you will probably not see me dab again here on the stream. So uh, I have, I didn't see the Tekken talk, Eggy Roll. I'm sorry, I didn't get to see that. I know Maximilian was on there, so I didn't get a chance to see that. So, um, so there you go. Um, So uh, Misery Business asked me, how is stripping going for me? It's going all right. It's going pretty decently right now. Um, so the thing about it is, so I mean, I think I've mentioned this before on the stream. I lost my job last year and I really did have to go uh, other directions. And this was one of the directions that I decided to go. It was kind of strange, but it's working out for me. Um, I think, uh, I mean, look, the people that are usually there seem to have a good time and, um, they seem to enjoy it a lot, so uh, it's going all right. It's going all right. It's going all right right now. Um, yes, Pendantic Sim, again, another great point. I do love the uh, different commentators. I had a blast doing commentary with Eli. I think that was super, super fun. Uh, he is definitely a great up-and-comer, and, -comer and I, I, he, I don't even feel like he got to show off his technical knowledge enough just from the conversations that we were having with him, like off camera and stuff like that, that guy really knows his shit, right? He really knows his shit. And like, he is gonna be an amazing commentator. So keep an eye on him. Uh, Street Fighter V beta, yes, according to D DT the Emperor, that is correct. Uh, the, on the 11th, the Street Fighter V beta continues. Uh, that will be for PC and PlayStation 4. So there will be a demo, beta demo on the, PlayStation 4 as well and then they did officially announce they didn't announce which character it is but they did officially announce that 
when this beta changes to the CFN comes out, it will include the new character. I believe that was said. So, um, what fighting game am I best at? Is Super Turbo free? Without question, that is my best uh, fighting game. Thoughts of the multitudes of events one after another. Um, it's tough. It's rough on a lot of players, but it, it seems to be going okay. But um, I feel like ranking events are going to get hurt a little bit because the premier events are so important right now. But, you know, we will reach a balance point. It will reach a balance point just through natural uh, course of the way it works because the events that aren't going to be big enough, unfortunately, they're just not going to get a lot of people. And if they want to stop, they can. If they're okay with it being small, they can scale it down. But it's going to be interesting. I don't want to see any of the events go away because I think it's important to have them all over the place. What just happens is that there might be a stronger um, concept of regionals that like all the events around Texas, all the events around so uh, Southwest, all the events around Northeast, the Midwest, all these different areas will kind of have more traveling within themselves and then the premier events and, and the bigger ranking events will just be where everybody combines together and really plays against each other. But that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. And in fact, I think that's really important to be able to bring up the regions. I think that's really, really strong. So, um, uh, <laughs> I like that, Buddy Lay. Uh, that is exactly the way that it works. Um, MVCI gameplay thoughts. Me and David talked about that a little bit last week. Um, the stripping thing was a joke, okay? I, look, are people actually, like, scared about that? Like, did I deadpan that well enough that people actually thought that I was actually a stripper? Um, yeah, though, that was 100% that was deadpan humor right there, so. Um, if I call inputs codes, why do I say command grab instead of code grab? Um... That doesn't make any sense. They're not called commands. Nobody calls them commands, right? People call them inputs or codes. And so I just called them. Actually, to be honest with you, command grabs just came later. Because to be honest with you, in the original Street Fighter 2, there was only one command grab, and that was the SPD. It wasn't until Super Turbo that finally someone got a command grab, and that was Honda, and we just called it Oicho Throw. So it was just the SPD and the Oicho Throw. No one ever had a description for command grabs. Then by the time you got to um, uh, Alpha, it was just an SPD. Birdie's thing was called SPD, Punch SPD, Kick SPD. Uh, guys, Bushido Throw was just a Bushido Throw. And then uh, it wasn't until much later that Command Throws really became a thing. Actually, it was Darkstalkers that kind of brought up the term Command Throws because everybody had a Command Throw in Darkstalkers. That was the first time. So, uh, uh, Have I been focusing on my tech commentary? You felt like it showed this weekend? Um, I don't know, actually. <laughs> uh, if it did, that's good. Um, I actually purposely don't talk about tech a lot as much these days. Uh, I do, I mean, I normally have a lot of tech knowledge on stuff, but normally I don't talk about tech because when I commentate with Sejam and David, they handle that. And honestly, I feel like if you have two players babbling about tech all day, it kind of hurts the commentary. So these days, I'm kind of more, when I'm with Sejam or David, I'm a little more yelly and a little more screamy. It's kind of intentional. It's kind of an intentional thing because David has really kind of um, has doubled down on the tech commentary and on the analysis. And because of that, I felt like I've kind of had to step away from that just to kind of make the balance uh, on the commentary a little bit better. So um, uh, Eli Hendricks is asking for collectibles and... Uh, getting my cats on stream. Well, the collectibles are behind me. You can see right over here. Uh, I have a lot more upstairs, but a lot of them are in boxes. The game collection, they're all upstairs. So I can't show you guys here. My cats are also upstairs, so you're not gonna be able to see them uh, right now. And Spike2501 asks me a pretty common question. Um, where did I get the nickname Chenzor? Uh, the nickname J Chenzor. Uh, I am a huge They Might Be Giants fan. They're a band from Brooklyn. They've been making music since their first album was released in 1986, and they're still making music today. 30 years later, I think it is. Yeah, 96, 06. Yeah, so 31 years later, they're still making brand new music. They're still as great as they ever were. But their fifth album, when it came out, was an album called John Henry. And on that album was a song called Meet James Enzor. 
James Enzor is a famous Belgian painter who made World War II paintings, and they sang a song about him. Don't know why, but at that time, I, that, my first internet interaction was joining a They Might Be Giants news group, a newsletter. So that album came out, and I was like, hey, you know what? I'm going to be James Chenzor. Ha <laughs> ha! Check that out. So no shock, my nickname came from a pun. So it was Jay Chenzor, UCLA, then at that point in time, and I'm just totally revealing how old I am, finally rolled out the ability for everybody to have their own email address tied to UCLA because they just finally created, like got up to the internet during that point in time. And um, you were restricted to eight letters for your name, for your, for your name on the email. So I chose Jay Chenzor, and from that point forward, it's Jay Chenzor. Uh, tap to GG, if I can, I definitely will do Metal Gear again. So, um, again, if you want to talk to me, it's uh, at Jay Chenzor instead of at Ultra Chen TV. It's easy. So, um, uh, let's see here. How much to go private? Uh, more than you can afford, buddy. Um, uh, let's see. Hawk got a command throw in Super before Honda got one in ST. Yeah, that's true. And we just called it SPD. We just called it Spinning Pile Driver. We just called it Spinning Pile Driver. That's true, Super Turbo GGPO. Good point. Good point. Uh, do you have hope Ultra Street Fighter 2 gets strong support, or do you feel with the new character additions it won't be a definitive version? Actually, I'm afraid because of the throw text it won't be a definitive version. Characters like Blanca rely on the fact that they have uh, holds. Uh, Ken relies on the fact that he has a hold. If, Ke if you can tech Ken's hold and you can tech Dalsim, uh, Dalsim is not a problem. If you can tech Ken's hold, if you can tech Honda's holds, if you can tech uh, Blanca's holds, they are going to drop in tiers so drastically that they might almost become useless to the game. So that is the main concern for me right now, is just to see if there's any other balance changes besides the throw text. Um, what do I think of the balance changes in the middle of the year for Street Fighter V and so close to EVO? At least we know about them. At least we know they're coming. At least they gave us what they are so we can think about it. At least they didn't drop it to us on a surprise. I don't think it'll affect it as much as people think. I don't think the game is going to change that much. So... Uh, yeah, if you do want to watch me do tech commentary, definitely go watch my solo Super Turbo commentary from NCR, because I went nuts on that one. Uh, that was fun. Uh, KFC, as I mentioned, uh, I think uh, MVCI looks great. If you check out the stream from last week, we talked about that a little bit. I think it looks really great. Um, do a house tour stream. Actually, maybe I'll do that one of these days. Uh, Muckmaster, I, I have the tools for that now. I tested IRL TV, so I might actually be able to do a house tour stream uh, at one point in time. So there you go. Um, let's see here. Do I think Street Fighter V would benefit from different types of skills, uh, of V skills for each character? Maybe, maybe, not sure. Not sure, sure. Uh, any interest in Persona 5? I am, but man, between Metal Gear Solid 5 and Breath of the Wild and Tetris and stuff, I have so many games to play, I don't know if I'll ever get to Persona 5. Uh, computer specs? Uh, Mondo helped me put together my PC. Uh, it's, it's a pretty buff PC. Uh, uh, would I consider doing a video series of old school lore and stories of the old FGC days? Yes! I've already done one. In fact, if you go to youtube.com slash TV and look up a stream called FTC History, I did one about the East Coast-West Coast rivalry. I've intended to do more. I need to get LA Akira on the show to keep going with all this stuff uh, from years ago, and I just have been lazy, and I just keep, we just keep, it's like that whole phone tag stuff, and we just never get it set up. So, um... Uh, we have one microphone here. It is the Blue Yeti microphone for all of us to talk. That's why it's kind of echoey and it has that kind of ghetto basement sound because it literally is a Blue Yeti microphone in a basement. And the ceiling is solid, so I'm getting a lot of uh, reverberation and stuff like that. So the sound quality is not great. I've thought about going to lapel mics or to headset mics, but uh, we haven't gone that way yet, so we still need to do that. Um, do I still want to learn Tekken? Yes, I definitely want to learn Tekken. So uh, that is something that I want to do. Um, 
The Rev 2 demo is, wait, it's only online? I thought it wasn't online. I thought it was local only and not online. Uh, I can't show the cats, they're upstairs. Uh, Pokin has gotten quieter. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but they're still getting a lot of uh, help from um, Evo. They're donating $1,000 to a lot of events, so there's never another one coming up. What's my favorite programming language? Uh, Java, C Sharp, because they're basically the same thing uh, with slight different advantages to either ones. Uh, but yeah, hi, Mr. Henry says this. If you guys like me answering questions like this, twitch.tv slash jchenzor. I do this all the time on stream. So... But it is 9 o'clock. I'm going to go ahead and uh, call it for tonight. Um, so, ooh, uh, ooh, ooh. so I'm going to go ahead and uh, call it for night. But I am going to call it for night only here. You guys can stay here because it will auto-host the Jay Chenzor stream once I start up over there. But I'm going to mess with um, answer for like 30 minutes to an hour on that stream. Uh, and then I'm probably gonna go grab some food because I haven't had dinner yet and I'm hungry. But uh, guys, if you want, you can also jump over to twitch.tv slash jchenzor. I'll be over there and I would love for you guys to come hang out while I mess with the with, with answer on stream in the Guilty Gear Rev 2 demo and I'll show you guys some of the cool things in the Rev demo. So um, yeah, basically after party. Let's go after party. So let's go ahead and everyone jump over there to twitch.tv slash jchenzor. I will be there very shortly. I will see you guys everywhere soon. And um, Chris Seglia actually joked. So Chris Seglia is the guy who runs the 10 Productions. And he says that uh, I should have my own personal sign-off, uh, like how Spooky has the You Are All Free now on the Jay Chenjo stream. I usually feed my cats as my sign-off. But here on um, Ultra Chen TV, Seglia actually suggested this as my sign-off. So I'm going to try it once for today. You guys can offer me feedback on Twitter or on the Jay Chenzo channel, but this is my official sign-off uh, for today. All right, everybody. Thanks for watching. Twitch.tv slash TV and um, suck my nuts, assholes.